Yeah. Hi everyone. Um, thanks for joining the CEO class. And my name is Siron, and I'm the founder of CEO class, and it is a global for impact initiative, and we want to. Uh, organize different virtual fire chat session with CEOs and talk more about the personal growth and growth and hope to in this uh, COVID situation we can have more inspiration for your career plan and also your own growth and if you have any questions just feel free to put in the chat and we will answer it uh, one by one and Today is really great that we um, invite Camilla to share about her stories. So, uh, Camilla, can you um, introduce yourself and about your startup? <laughs> okay, so hi. I, I, I'm not sure where can I see the people. I give, there's a number, but um, thank you if um, the people that joined. I'm glad to share my story. So, yes, my name is Camilla. Um, I'm from Guatemala. It's a small country in Central America and I've been in Taiwan for seven years now and I opened my company two years ago. Uh, my company is called Tutimi. It's an online matching platform for tutors, but actually the tutors go to people's houses. It's not online teaching because there's already so many online platforms to learn languages. So the purpose of Tutimi is to actually connect the people in person. So our tutors will travel to people's houses or to people's offices to do these like tutoring classes for languages. And at the moment we have French, Spanish, English and some other languages. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's cool. So um, actually what, what makes you um, start this business? Because as you know, your, your previous work is more um, related to media things so now it is a education area yeah um well it's a long story but like trying to make it short um i came to taiwan to study journalism and mass communication and during those years during my college years i was a tutor myself so i would travel to a lot of different families and like different places to tutor either spanish or english and slowly I started getting a lot more students and then I realized that there was a problem, there was a gap because a lot of the foreign tutors, they are not fluent in Chinese and a lot of families are not fluent in English. So there was like this language barrier and culture difference that was like dividing the tutors and the families. So the goal with Tutimi is just to like close that gap so like foreign tutors and Taiwanese families or students can meet faster and in a better way, safer way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But actually like um, because um, starting a, a business is, is quite a big decision. So um, what, why you don't choose to like take a full-time job but you, you choose to become an entrepreneur? Well, to be honest, I always yeah. say it was almost by accident because uh, when I started the company, I didn't know what the word startup was. I didn't know what entrepreneur meant. Um, I did my MBA. Uh, mm. I have a master's degree in business administration that I did after I graduated from my bachelor's degree. But um, it was by accident, you know, like when I was a tutor, I just had too many students. So I thought, okay, I have so many students, maybe I can 
uh, send also my friends to tutor some of these kids because I'm already too busy.、Mm. So slowly, I started sending my own friends to people's houses, and then I started taking like a very small commission, like maybe ten percent、mm. of the money that they were、uh. doing. And then I was like, oh, maybe this could be a business because I can speak Chinese, and I was doing basically customer service because I was like translating everything on the phone.、Um, and that's slowly how it started.、Yeah. It was by accident; it was never really a plan. But also,、um, during my summer breaks and my winter breaks, I always did a lot of internships. So I tried doing internships in a, a lot of different fields,、mm-hmm. and then I realized. Maybe I don't want to work full time for someone else. I think I can、mm-hmm. I can build something of my own. Yeah, yeah. that's that's really great. So、um, I I、uh, watch about、uh, your previous tech talk, and you mentioned like、um, you spend like during your studies, you you save a lot of money for for invest in in the winter break and summer break. Can you share more about like why why you have this kind of of Um, habit, or, or do you think it's is it worth, or, or yeah? <laughs> well, I think、uh, my mom influenced me a lot. Like since I was very young, my mom always wanted me to travel around the world. And growing up, she would always tell us about like all these different countries and these different cultures and like different languages. And I was always very curious, and I just wanted to learn about it. So when I moved to Taiwan to study, I realized our summer breaks and our winter breaks were very long.、Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, how? What am I gonna do with so much free time? <laughs> I don't like to have free time, you know. Like I like to be very busy all the time. So then slowly I started, basically on Google, like looking for internship opportunities. And then I did internships in、um, Kenya, Thailand,、mm-hmm. Philippines.、Um, where else? Nepal, and then I also did like some backpacking around Europe and backpacking around Asia, because I think like when you learn more about the world, your vision also becomes wider, so you can、uh, learn more from other people. So I became like a travel addict during my <laughs> summer breaks and winter breaks,、um, but unfortunately because of COVID, I haven't been able to、uh, travel as much anymore. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. that is is really great because、um, like、uh, previously we we did a did a programs with the、um, student societies and one of the purpose is we want to prepare the student like work in other countries and maybe、um, have some overseas internship. But sometimes like for the student, maybe they have a lot of concerns or they worry about okay maybe I need to.、Um, In other country alone, so there may be a lot of uncertainty for for the students. So,、um, do you have this kind of of concerns or worries, or for from your point of view, like if the student have this kind of of concern or worry, so any advice you can you can share more? I think in the very beginning, I would go, I would try to find specific programs. Uh, that would take care of me, you know. Like I wouldn't do it completely by myself because I started doing this when I was maybe 18 or 19.、Um, so I would pay for a program,、um, let's say certain amount of money, and then they would take care of me. So I would just book my flight and then go there, and then someone was already waiting for me at the airport, 
and then I would just be working in the internship uh. in Thailand or something. So I did that for maybe like four different times, right? Like in Thailand, in Kenya, in the Philippines, and Nepal. So these four mm-hmm. programs basically trained me to like how to travel by myself, mm-hmm. what things to do, what not to do, and I think it was just safer because. I was just paying for an organization or a company to take care of me. Mm-hmm. But after I had all these experiences, then I was like, okay, I think I can travel by myself. So when I was like 21 or 22 is when oh. I back, I backpacked Europe by myself, and it was 16 countries uh, mm-hmm. in three months. So I was very nervous, um, yeah. but I just tried to not go to the unsafe places and uh, always make new friends so I was not by myself and the same thing with Asia uh, one of my friends came with me but I think paying for an organization and then just finding this like volunteer work or mm-hmm. internship programs can g- give you some safety in the beginning yeah yeah that's really true so um, you, men- you mentioned about you, um, you cannot um, uh, just in doing a lot of things, you need to always very, be very busy. So uh, as you know, now now you are an entrepreneur and also you studying your PhD and also you are instructor in, in the universities. So how you allocate your time? Because it's really busy. <laughs> um, well, first of all, I have a very organized calendar. Mm-hmm. I don't know like, if I show you my phone, like if you can see it. But October was really busy. Uh, this is my my calendar in October. Can you see? Wow! It? Yeah. <laughs> so I basically divide everything by colors, um, and uh, then I try to spend time with my friends, time with my family, time at work. And I use an application that is called Time Tree. I don't know if you've uh, heard of it. I can write it down on the chat. This is Time Tree, and I use that calendar for everything. And I try to book everything, all my time. So like oh. that way, I don't forget about things. I don't forget about meetings. I put the location where the meeting is at. And right now, I divide my thing, my my schedule, mm. depending on the day. So for example, oh. my Thursdays are only for PhD. So on Thursday is Camila is a PhD student, oh. and then Tuesday, Camila is a university teacher university mm-hmm. professor whatever and then monday wednesday and friday uh saturday and sunday sometimes i work in the company so i divide my time by days yeah ah so it, it, it we need discipline to to handle it is it discipline uh I don't think it's discipline because I don't oh. find myself a very disciplined person yet. Oh. Like I think it's a habit I still, I still haven't managed because, like for example, I want to like work out every day, and I still oh. don't manage to work out every day because I don't have enough discipline. I think it's oh. more about time management, um, mm-hmm. also knowing what your priorities are. So like just making sure that you have your work done. Um, Yeah, I think it's those two are more than discipline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I, I think I, I will really try the app you mentioned as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah. it has um, helped me a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I think that is really great. And um, 
Yeah, other than those roles, um, as I know, you actually you you um, moved to Taiwan um, seven years ago, and and so can you share more about uh, like your your home countries and also you measure you you did some one T work there. Can you share more about the the experience? So Guatemala, it's a beautiful country. We have a lot of landscapes. We have a lot of volcanoes. We have a lot of culture. We have different languages. We have the Mayan culture. Um, I think Guatemala is a great country to visit. Like, mm-hmm. of course, sometimes it might be a bit dangerous, so you have to be careful because, um, yeah. But um, overall, it's a beautiful country. And since I was very little, my mom always put us to do like some volunteer work or mm-hmm. to help other people in need. But um, when I was 16, I started mm-hmm. volunteering for an organization that is called Techo. Um, mm-hmm. And this organization, they built houses for people that live in extreme poverty. And mm-hmm. I think that experience really changed my life because I learned how privileged I am and how much mm-hmm. I should like feel the responsibility to help other people whenever I can. Um, So my goal in life has always been to like go back to Guatemala and do something for my country. But I think at this time in my life, I still, I'm still learning uh, Mm. a lot of things, different tools, meeting new people. And then that way, one day I can go back to Guatemala. Mm -hmm. So volunteer work actually taught me a lot of leadership skills because I was leading um, the construction. Like I had a team of maybe four or five people and Mm -hmm. I would tell them how to build a house. So I would like tell them, okay, like I would have to divide the work. Like, okay, you do this, you do that and you do that. Right. And then as a team, then we finish the house. So I Mm -hmm. think since I was very young, since I was like 15, 16, like, leading these teams to build houses like taught me some of the leadership skills i have today to actually run the company and then lead teams like let's say of interns or or people Mm -hmm. so yeah you never know when you're learning skills that you need in the future (laughs) (laughs) that's really cool but like for i think that yeah yeah for the for the um volunteer experience or the the work you you are digging now. I think there should be a lot of um, different ups and downs. So, um, any any um, biggest challenge you faced before, and you can share more about. I think there are different challenges every day, um, and what I've learned is that it's okay to be honest with your friends mm-hmm. uh, that you're having a hard time. Uh, like you cannot pretend that everything is going right all the time because then people will think like oh this person is doing great this person doesn't need help but I think when you are very honest and you're telling your friends like oh I'm having a really hard time like maybe I need help with this I help I need help with that Uh, human beings like we we like to feel useful you know like we Mm -hmm. like to help other people it's like an instinct that we have so if people is having a hard time and then maybe you have the solution for that person, Mm. it's very possible that you're going to go and help that person. So if at some point you're running a business or you're having trouble, like just don't keep those problems for yourself. Mm. Like you can just share them with other people. And that's what I've been doing because like right now, because of COVID, uh, the company was obviously affected. And I was Mm. very close to just closing the company and forgetting about it, you know? And Mm. then... 
the more I talk with my friends about what I was going through, the more my friends help me out and help me find solutions to overcome mm-hmm. these problems. Because I believe that you cannot do anything by yourself. Like you really need a very strong support group and friends and family that can be there um, during the the hard times. Like for example, right now in Tutimi, like COVID really affected the company. Yeah, yeah that's true. As I know, um, like some startups, maybe they they are, they have some um, mentors or some some advisor to to support. Their, their their startup or how to run a business. So do you, do you have some like mentors or, or in in your entrepreneur journey, like any anyone they give you some very useful advice or or some network to to you or like and like as for especially for the young people, like when they want to start their business, maybe they also can can seek some house for. For different kind of people, like how they can start. Yes, um, I honestly have many mentors. I have many, many, um, and also something that I've learned is that you don't need to take advice from everyone. Mm. You know, because sometimes if you if you have too many advice, then you end up feeling confused, yeah. right? Because maybe some person will tell you black and the other per- person will say blue and the other person is going to say purple and then the other one is going to say red. And then you have like a full rainbow of different mm-hmm. opinions and advice and then you don't know where to decide. So yeah. I think what I've learned is like to have specific mentors for specific problems. Mm-hmm. So let's say if you have if you have problems with like how to handle the money thing in your company, then you have to have a mentor that is actually very good at handling money and like has experience with this. But then for example, if you are feeling very stressed and like you're just feeling very tired, then your mentor does not necessarily need to be someone that is related with business, Mm -hmm. right? Maybe your mentor can be someone that is just always happy, always relaxed, always in peace. And then you go with that person, then you tell them like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, I feel so stressed. I feel like everything is like going wrong. And then this person will help you like to calm down and then give you some advice. So I think mentors are extremely important because they will try to like teach you from experience. Um, And that's something that in university is hard to find from professors Mm -hmm. that maybe they don't have the experience that you need. Like professors, they want to help you out, but maybe they don't have Mm -hmm. the experience. But if you have mentors, they probably already have their business before. So it's easier for them to give you real advice because they have been in a very similar situation. So I think mentors are extremely important and I would not be able to be run mm. to be like running my company without my mentors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. So like, um, like for the, for the student, like maybe they want to, want to kickstart. So um, what is your suggestion? Like, how they can find uh, their mentor or, or the first one they can ask for, can seek for help? I think um, a lot of networking events, um, like go and meet more people. Like it's very important to meet people because usually if you're a student and then you're only in school, um, then your circle of friends are only your classmates. Right. So like you have to go and find different resources. So go on Facebook and look for networking events, go and 
anywhere and then like try to find these events of people that you want to meet right it's the same thing like if you're trying to run a triathlon right if you want to do a sport if you want to play basketball you're going to go find a basketball team somewhere right so yeah. if you want to start a business at some point then you need to surround yourself with friends that also have businesses so they can inspire you and i think always taking the first step is the hardest part Mm. Uh, because we're always so scared of like, oh, is this going to work? Is this not going to work? Like, what happens if it doesn't work? But um, I think at this point, I've learned that really, like, not trying is worse than failing. Mm. So we just have to have that in the back of our head. Like, it doesn't matter if the first business doesn't work. Like, most of the very successful entrepreneurs, they didn't succeed until their third startup, their fourth business, right? The first three businesses were terrible because yeah. they didn't know what they were doing. We, we don't know what, what we're doing. I don't know what I'm doing still. I'm just still trying to learn every day from my mistakes. And and it's a enjoyable journey, even though sometimes it's very stressful and tiring. Yeah, yeah. But like how, how you deal with your stress? Because I'm not sure in other countries, like in, in Hong Kong, yeah. it is always a, a super high stress place no matter adult or, or student, especially in, in the COVID situation. Yeah. Um, like in Hong Kong for, for a secondary student, actually they they cut half of their study time. Like they just can go to school like half day, but the syllabus is the same. They need to learn the same thing, but like half, just half of their, their studying normal hours. So like, for you, so usually how you deal with stress or any suggestions for students? Uh, it's really hard for me to give a suggestion because I did not grow up with that pressure of education. Yeah. It's a very different culture. Yeah. Um, like I always had to have good scores, but the Asian standard is just very, very high. Yeah. And I know like the pressure uh, comes from the parents. So it's actually very hard. But at this point, like being an entrepreneur and teaching at a university and running my company, like I constantly feel stressed. Um, and I think the past two years, I was not, I really was not balancing my stress well. Uh, mm. So there was a point that I feel like I got myself burnout at some point because I was just too tired, too stressed. Like I never had a break. Mm. Um, but now that I already made that mistake, I try to actually take breaks. Um, so before when I started the company, like Saturday and Sunday were the same thing as Wednesday and Thursday, you know, like mm. I never took a break. But I think now I try to appreciate my breaks. So I try the most I can like for the weekends not to talk about business and then just spend time with my friends not talking about business or maybe go for a swim like that's the sport that i really like so if i swim i feel like i'm meditating and i'm not stressed uh. about things so i think it's very important for every person to find an activity or a place or something to do that will let your mind like disconnect from your studies or disconnect from your business and then just like be able to breathe like it is so extremely important and i wish I paid attention to that before. Um, that was a little mistake I did, and at least I learned from it. Yeah. 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 This. This. <laughs> I really hope that doesn't happen to you. Like, what? How do you handle your stress? Yeah. 
for me, actually, sport is one of my way, and also um, sport. 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 What is it? What is that? Like 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 go hiking, go um, play basketball. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because okay. I, I think like any um, kind of sport. Yeah, different kind of sports can can release your your um, your fat energies. Yeah. And make you more more easy to breathe. And actually, I I think music is also help as well. But I think it is quite different for 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 everyone. Like just find what they, what make you feel happy. It is the most important. Yeah, and I think for for students, like I know that scores are very important in Asia. But um, now, looking back, like nobody will look at my scores ever again. You know, like. I don't think like if at some point I don't want to be running my business mm. and I don't want to be doing my PhD or anything. If I go to a job interview, I don't think people will tell me, "Can you please bring your scores?" Yeah. Nobody cares. Like really, nobody cares. Maybe like your high school scores are important because depending on your score, then you will get a higher acceptance to a university, right? But um, yeah. but after that, like. It's really not that important, and nobody tells us. Like when we're a student, we're like, "Oh my god, I have to have really good scores. I really have to have good scores." And then three y- years later, you will never remember, like, if you had a good score or not. Like nobody will ask you. Like people care about the skills you have, and maybe the people you know, and what you have learned outside of school. Like maybe if you did internships, if you did volunteer work, if you have some work experience, but but not your scores. And that's something that not everyone tells us enough. So I am here to say, please don't worry too much about your scores、um, because nobody will care about them in the future. Yeah, that is so true. Like in in like in job and interview, actually people just just evaluate your soft skill.、Exactly. They will not check your every every score like. Even even you get a really great score in in university in your cert- certificate, at the end they they see your interview performance,、mm. they see how you deal with people, how you deal with problems. So that is that is so true. Yeah. Yeah. So、um, I I saw you there's a a lot of books、um, behind you. I, <laughs> yeah. Do you have any recommendation for the for the young people? <laughs> well, maybe one book you think it is really inspiring, or it may give you some some special insight to you. I think there are many.、Um, like one of a very curious thing is that I didn't、uh, like to read before. I really、uh, hate reading. My mom and my brother—they are really good at reading. <laughs> they love reading books.、Uh, and then for me, it was like, oh my god, I always fall asleep sleeping.、Uh, I didn't like sleeping. Not that I didn't like. No, I love sleeping. <laughs> I just didn't like reading. <laughs> but,、um, but I think one of my friends gave me the very first book that I like. That is actually called—it's called Girl Boss, and it's a story about like this girl that starts her company. And then I think that book for me was like, wow, this is actually very interesting because I'm learning something else. And after that book, I started just like buying books、uh, related to business. So like、mm-hmm. some books that I can see here that I really liked are, for example, Edge. It's called Edge.、Uh, Another one is called Grit. 
Uh, right now, I am learning uh, one book that is called Atomic Habits and the Psychology mm. of Money. Those are the most recent books, and they're really good. I think there are many lists on internet that you can say like, mm. "What are the top entrepreneur books that you should uh, read?" Yeah. And then really read those books. Um, also on my blog, I have my website that is camilasigns.com. I have a blog um, where I recommend at least five or six of my favorite books. Um, you can also check that list. Yeah, but do do you think it is it is important to build a reading habit? I think it is. Before I would tell you no, it's not. <laughs> but I think now I see it very different, just because. I hope that one day I can read a, I can write a book. So mm-hmm. if I would want to write a book, I would just write everything that I learned to share with other people, right? Yeah. So we have to think about it the same way. People that write these books, they're just writing everything they learned. They wrote mm-hmm. everything that maybe went wrong or like the things that they wish they did differently. So you have to learn to see books as a shortcut. Mm-hmm. Right, because all these people they already tried their business for 10 years, and after 10 years, maybe they became billionaires and they helped a lot of people, and then they wrote a book about mm-hmm. how did they do that. So yeah. if you if you admire like an entrepreneur or or a businesswoman or a businessman, then mm-hmm. go and find the book, right, and read about the story. Like what did that person do to get where they are, right? Yeah. So I think.、Uh, Something that helped me、uh, to read was just to make sure that every night before I go to sleep, I read ten pages.、Mm-hmm. Only ten pages. It's not a lot,、um, yeah. but I make it a habit. Like before I go to sleep, it doesn't matter what time it is. Like if it's two a.m. or three a.m. and my eyes are almost closing,、mm-hmm. I still try to read those ten pages. And then it actually becomes a habit. Like I go to bed and I start looking for my book, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna read ten pages. And then you get used to it, and then you all of a sudden you're reading more than ten pages.、Mm. So you can just start with a very simple and little goal, and then little by little it might start growing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is really this is really great habit. I think I I I need to learn from you as well. You don't like reading、yeah. right now? Um, sometimes I think like um I need I need to finish the the whole thing. So I would push myself like、um, I I have to 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 spend like one hours to to read it. But after a few times I try, I I discover that actually I read, but I didn't learn anything. I didn't can read understand the the content and and then you feel frustrated. Yeah, yeah I think it's because the goal that you set for yourself is too big. It's one、yeah. hour. And in one hour is like too long. If you're starting, you have to start small. Anything you do in life, whatever you start, you have to start small. So like, just tell yourself every day, I'm gonna learn. I'm gonna read ten pages. And something、mm-hmm. that helped me is to have a pencil or a pen.、Uh-huh. And every time I I read something that I think, oh, this is very interesting, like I will underline it. And after I finish those ten pages, I will go back and just read the things that I under that I underlined, and then like、mm. go to sleep. So you can try to do that. I think it has helped me a lot because before、mm. I was like you, I was like, okay, every day I'm gonna read one hour.、Yeah. Oh my god, it was like twenty minutes, and I was sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> so and this is really stressful. 
Yeah, just start like ten yeah. ten pages before you go to sleep. Underline the the important sentences or the things that you liked, and then read them after you finish the ten pages, and then go to sleep. Yeah, that's that's really that's try. Really, and then next yeah, week, I'm going to check on you. How how are you doing? <laughs> are you reading? <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, please. And so、um, for the audience, if you have any questions, just feel free to put in the chat. And yeah, and. So, like,、um, like, do you have any advice for the for the student? Like,、um, because、um, most of our audience, like, they are studying studying in university. They may preparing to to like start to get their first job, or maybe like you, they they can start their own business. So,、uh, what is your advice on like when they want to do do the career planning to plan like? After one years or two years, what I I can do. So, what is your、um, view on it? I guess some advice is just to make sure that you're busy, that you're making the most out of your time,、uh, because when you're a student is when you have the most time.、Um, mm-hmm. For my university students, I we made an exercise. I told them like I want you to tell me like what do you do every day, like hour by hour. And then they realize, like they spend more than twenty four hours on their phones or just scrolling、mm. on Instagram or Tinder or like whatever it is.、Um, and then they realize they're not making the most out of their time. So、mm. when you're a student, like your time is so valuable that you should be learning by yourself. Like you can learn courses on Coursera or YouTube or go to networking events. Just learn by yourself new things because really, like the things that the university teach you, are not the most useful things that you need、mm. when you graduate. Like you need to learn so many more things. You need to like learn new languages. Languages are very、mm. important, or learn these soft skills that we're talking about, right? Like public speaking, like how to network, how to negotiate. All these things like will make you different from your classmates because. If you think about it, let's say your your classroom has fifty students.、Mm. These fifty students will have the same paper that you are going to have when you、yeah. graduate. Everyone will have the same diploma that you have. So, what can you do to be different from your classmates? Right? Like you、mm-hmm. need to get new courses, learn new languages, have more connections. So, my advice is just make the most out of your time and then learn skills by yourself. Don't expect your teachers to teach you everything you need to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree because、um, for me in my in my university life, I think the most valuable thing is is the freedom. Like you、yes. don't need to, no, you don't need actually you don't need to stick on on timetable. You can just do what you think valuable to you. Just do what you want to do, and then it is it is a really really important. Moment in your life that you can choose your what you do in your time, and you can learn something new, or maybe try to start、uh, societies, or try to put more time to networking with others. It yeah. is, yeah, it is the most valuable part in、yeah. university life. Yeah. So we have a questions from from the audience. So.、Um, How do you come back from burnout? Like, what process do you have to go through in order to get back into work mode? 
and to stay motivated. I think it is quite quite tough transition in in your mind, right? Yes, this this is a very tough question to be honest.、Um, actually, when I felt burnout.、Uh, I basically ran home. I went back、mm-hmm. to Guatemala, and I was there for almost five months.、Um, and I was home, and then all of a sudden, I was crying for no reason. And then my、mm-hmm. mom was telling me, like, "Why are you crying for so much? Like, nothing is happening. Like, everything is okay, right? This is like because it was a summer break. I don't have、mm-hmm. to teach at the university. I don't have PhD classes, and because of COVID, the company kind of paused, right?、Mm-hmm. But um. I was crying every day, and I was—I just felt so tired and so confused. And I was like, "What am I doing with my life? Am I happy with what I'm doing?"、Um, and that, that's when I realized I just burned out myself because I was、mm. just like, I forgot to do the things that I like to do, right? Like,、yeah. I love to go partying, to go dancing, to hang out with my friends, to like go swimming, to go hiking. Like,、mm. I love to do all of these things. And I completely forgot to do all of these things because I was just so busy working, 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 working that I forgot the little moments that made me happy.、Mm. So、um, I actually ended up going to like therapy, and then like just realizing that was my problem. Right? My problem was I was not doing enough things that make me happy. <laughs> mm. So I think to come out of that burnout feeling. You just need to reconnect with yourself, and then just ask yourself, like, what what actually makes me happy from like deep inside, right? Is it painting? Is it singing? Is it like completely outside of the company? And then once you reconnect slowly with yourself and what makes you happy outside of work, then you start feeling motivated again because you realize work and work and your life and your happy life are two different things. So it is very important to just take those breaks. And then I was there with my mom and crying and everything. And then finally, I was like, okay, I can go back and feel motivated, and of course,、mm. have the support from friends and family to like get back in track. Yeah,、mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, actually, keeping the mental health is super important. But、like、if you feel、important. yeah, if you feel burnt out, sad, actually, you can't do anything. Yes. So、um, yeah, another questions.、Um, you mentioned about the soft skills. So,、uh, what do you think would be your best advice to overcome the stage fright, or how to stand out in an interview? Okay, I think stage fright.、Um, it comes with a lot of practice. Um, like if you read articles, you would see that Steve Jobs. He would、mm. practice for hours before they would come. He would come and give a speech. A lot of people think like Steve Jobs was a really good、uh, public speaker, but in reality,、mm. Steve Jobs would practice like a thousand times、yeah. before he would actually like launch a new iPhone. So for public speaking, like you, you really need to do a lot of practice. Uh, even to like memorize it, like I remember when I gave my TED talk, I had to memorize every single word, and it was 18、mm-hmm. minutes because I was like, oh my god, how am I going to memorize 18 minutes of a TED talk, right? But then I was so nervous because like that thing is recorded and that's going to be there forever, right? So I made sure to like practice as many times as possible、um, 
and then to actually make it happen. So practice, 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 I would say for, for public speaking. And then to stand out in an interview, I think people want to know that you want to learn, um, that you are teachable, right? Um, that you are confident, that maybe like if you don't know something that you're willing to learn. Um, and of course, like, I think like people that have a nice personality, that smile a lot, that like can make a joke or two, but also mm. be serious. Those are the people that, pe the, that other people will actually remember. So if you want to stand out, like you, you can try to memorize the person's name, right? The person that is interviewing you. Like if they, they, if they give you a business card and let's say it says Vanessa, then at the end of the interview, you say like, oh, thank you so much, Vanessa, for your time. Like, I really appreciate it. Like people will appreciate that you remember their names. Um, also, fake it till you make it, right? Like when it comes to interviews, like it's always like very nerve, like everyone feels nervous, right? Like I felt nervous when they were interviewing me before um, giving me the job teaching at the university, right? But um, you just need to pretend that you have your stuff together <laughs> and um, just give your best, right? Like just make sure that people remember you. So like use their names, use your skills. You have to show off, like don't be shy of like showing mm -hmm. off your skills. Like you need to sell yourself like you're the best product in the market. So yeah, don't be shy of showing yeah. yourself off in an interview. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And one more advice from, from me for, for the stage fright is that I, I discovered that actually a lot of feel, people feel embarrassing in, in like public speech or interview. But uh, for me, I always do think about, actually I, I will not see these people again. So exactly, even, yes. even I, I, I do something wrong or even I, I just make something maybe look stupid. Actually, <laughs> it's fine. Actually, they, they will not see me again. They, I cannot see, the, see them like they, they even maybe they, they take joke from me. Actually, I, I will not see them again. So yeah. why not just, just feel free to enjoy the, the moment. So um, yeah, and other questions is is from Limi. Actually, Limi is our, um, as I told you, uh, our new uh, chapter list in Taiwan. Oh, that's um, so nice. Hi, Limi. Yeah. I can't wait to meet you. I hope we can stay in touch. You can find either my Instagram or my website or my LinkedIn, whatever it is, and we should go for an ice cream one day. <laughs> yeah, that's really great. Yeah. Um, so uh, her question is, so where do you envision your startup in five years? So where do I envision to team me in five years? Like, I think this is a very like tough question because I think in the, in the startup world, everything changes every day. Um, so I think I, I try not to envision the startup itself. I think I try to envision myself in five years. So I think in five years, I, I would love to still be running a company like the beauty of startups and like running your business is that you can do whatever, right? Like one day you want to be selling books, maybe the next day you want to be selling ice cream, right? But then it's just a process of learning and being flexible with the things that come your way. So I really hope that in five years, the company can give more jobs because that's one of my goals to like actually give jobs to other people, create an impact back in my country. Um, help other people like learn languages as well so in five years like 
I hope I'm just better than today. I think that is just my only goal um, to make sure that I've improved in these five years. If, if that answers your question, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So uh, another question is: so, who is your favorite entrepreneur? Like, I guess you you read a lot and, and hear a lot of <laughs> entrepreneur stories. Like, anyone is your favorite and. And why? Yeah,、um, this is a very hard question, and like it's really tricky because I cannot even like say the name specifically. Uh-huh. But um, uh, I love the Canva story.、Uh, I think、uh-huh. her name is Melanie Perkins, if I'm not mistaken.、Um, I think it's just very inspiring. There's a podcast that I love listening to that is called "How Did I Build This." And they tell a lot of stories of how startups were built from very scratch, and you can listen to her podcast, like, like I mean, her interview in How I Built This, and she really says like she didn't know anything,、um, but still she tried. She went to she now she's the richest woman in Australia.、Mm-hmm. Um, she、uh, now she is like donating her money to a lot of people. And she went to Silicon Valley to pitch to a lot of people, and people told her like, "You're crazy. This is never going to work." So her story is amazing, and I also love the story of、um, the Bumble, Bumble like the dating app. Like there's Tinder、mm-hmm. and there's Bumble.、Yeah. Um, the founder of Bumble, the CEO, is like super inspiring woman as well.、Uh, you can read her story.、Um, She had problems with Tinder. She used to work in Tinder, and then some、mm. wrong things happened, and then she opened Bumble by herself、uh, with like fundraising of another person. And now Bumble is like even more successful than Tinder. So I think for now, those two women entrepreneurs are probably on the top of my list. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I think that is really great to to have you today because I think a lot of advice and and your sharing is. It's very interesting and inspiring for the for the young people. Especially, I I surely I will download the app and also start. <laughs> I learn my reading habits like ten, ten pages, pages per day. Yeah, ten pages per day. <laughs> I'm、yeah. so excited. I honestly, I'm gonna like message you in a week, and I'm、yeah. gonna keep my word. And in ten in one week, I'm gonna ask you, did you read seventy pages already? And really, you're not gonna feel it. Like some books only have、mm. like 300 pages, and then you're gonna be done in like a month.、Um, yeah. So in one week, I'm gonna ask you, Siren. Like, have you been reading? How is the app going?、Yeah. And I'll see if you actually took my advice. <laughs> sure, sure. So、um, thanks for your time today, and also thanks for the audience. So、um, please、uh, stay in touch, and you guys can follow our Facebook, Instagram, and also. Yeah,、uh, we will have、uh, today's the read the audio will go to our podcast and just keep in touch and we will have our and other sessions like I think a week or two weeks later. So、um, keep in touch and thank you everyone and have a nice day. Bye. Yeah, please, please stay in touch.、Uh, bye everyone.